Hi, hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Tate. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Kate. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Oh, that's good. Getting a bit tired, but, you know, powering on through. Yeah, we're recording uh, another mini waffle. Another one? Another one. Oh, Jesus. And then we're not doing any more for a while. So before we get into the news, this week's kind of main topic is going to be a review of the Disneyland Hotels, particularly, obviously, the Disneyland Hotels that we've stayed in, which is all but one currently, because one is completely out of action and will be completely different when it reopens. So we asked on Instagram whether people wanted to hear about hotels this week or whether they wanted to hear about trip planning. It was very 50-50 throughout the day. Yeah, I was like, well, it was very, it was very 50-50. I was like, I don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah, it was very close. So it ended up with hotels kind of winning the battle, but we will probably do trip planning next week. Yes. And if there is any other, we got a couple ideas from some people. They sent in other requests for episodes, so we'll get to those as well. But if there is anything that you want to hear us talk about or you'd like to get some more information on or anything like that drop us a dm on instagram yeah we're on instagram at mickey waffles and if you go over to our instagram currently we have just uploaded as of tuesday a giveaway post and we'll give you some some more detail in later in the episode with how you can get some extra entries for that with all of that being said i suppose it's time we get on to the news so, first of all, we're going to talk about the pins. Woohoo! The May pin release, because there was so much going on last week. We totally forgot. We just completely forgot, and it wasn't until the next day that Sinead messaged me and went, we didn't do the pins. And I was like, you're totally right. So, we're going to go through the May pin sheet. As ED92 pointed out, there is a new look to this month's pin sheet. It doesn't look the same as the rest. I thought it did. Nope, everything's been slightly edited a bit differently. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a nice blue. Um, so we'll start from the beginning with the pins that have already been released or were exclusive pins done online, Brady. So on the 4th of May, there was a Simba pin and an Aerial pin. They were both limited to 250. I'm sorry. What? On the 4th of May, they didn't release a limited edition Star Wars pin. What was wrong with them? Oh yeah, there's no Star Wars pins on this at all for all of May. You do an exclusive pin release on May 4th and it's not a Star Wars one? Lads. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, so that was Simba and Ariel, and they were both 20 euro each. There's nothing overly special about these pins. They were 20 euro each? Yeah. Sorry, give us a look here. Why? I don't know. Because there's only 250 of them. Are they big? I don't know. It, they'd want to be huge. 20 euro. And like, they're both, they both seem like pretty generic. Yeah, they both seem like extremely generic pins. I don't know why they were limited edition or online Brady. Weird. But anyway, I presume they're gone. Because it was on the 4th of May. And then on the 11th of May, there was a Jungle Book group released Very so good. there was blue dancing there was blue with bagheera and mowgli and then there was blue with mowgli on his shoulders and there was one of king louis and mowgli blue mowgli and bagheera is 799 uh blue and mowgli are 799 and then mowgli and louis are 699 and blue by himself is 699 lovely and there's also a nice little lanyard that's 999 if you're a big jungle book fan it's real cute what's the lanyard like i've got them all You've got um, the oh, elephant and the lion oh, whose name's Shere Khan. That's cool. the one, yeah. Um, so they were released on the 11th of May, but they weren't limited edition, so I'm sure they're still knocking about. Ah, perfect. A pin that was released on the 11th of May that I'm really sad that I couldn't get mm. was the Tower of Terror pin with Mickey Mouse and Pluto on the inside. 
That is super cute. And it, they look very similar to that Phantom Manor pin I got where they both look spooked. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be a whole like series. Mm. But now that this is an only a limited edition one, it's obviously not yeah. going to be a whole series. But that was fifteen ninety nine. It was limited to 700 That was released on the 11th. Um, along with an aerial and flounder pin that says World's Best Friends. So this Saturday, the 18th, which will be today. Woohoo! Um, there is a whole Lion King one being released. Now, I have to say, this Simba, it's called Pin Simba Grimace, which is Simba pulling a face. That is pretty cute. And that's actually extremely cute. That's six ninety nine. Then you have a Timon and Pumba, which is seven ninety nine. Very nice. Then you have just a Timon by himself, which is six ninety nine. And then you have a Simba with a butterfly on his head, which very feminine eyes, I have to say. Yeah. Which is also six ninety nine. And then there is a Lion King lanyard, which okay. is the same sort of Style. vibe as yeah. the Jungle Book one. And then there is also a Lion King booster pack for nineteen ninety nine. And it's got Zazu. It's got Zazu. It's got Simba. It's got older Simba, and the monkey. Is that older Simba or is that Mufasa? Oh, maybe it's Mufasa. I can't tell. Either way. And so you could either get this pack of four pins for twenty euro, yeah. or you could get that one single limited edition pin for yeah for twenty euro. Yeah. So they released. Are they limited edition? Nope, they're open release. Open edition is what they're called. So they're probably there for the season then? Yeah, they're probably there for the whole season. Okay, cool. I would really like that Simba one where he's pulling the face. That is super cute. That's actually actually really cute. Maybe there'll still be some hanging around when we go. Do you know what? There actually might be. Yeah. Because then the open release ones do actually last a really long time. Hmm. Then we move on to the 25th of May. The um, limited edition one is Stitch with some ducks. Yes, we did have a Stitch pin with duck last month. I think they might just be doing one every month, but this one looks slightly different. Okay. Maybe it's more ducks. It looks like more ducks. It does look more ducks. I think it was one duck last time. Yeah, now it's three. Ooh. So it's limited to 700, and it's going to be 1599. That's released on the 25th. Is that through Lion Birdie? It is. All exclusive pins are through Lion Birdie. Oh, okay. All. And then we have a Toy Story collection. Woo! Because when's Toy Story 4 out? July? Yeah, they seem to do things like a good bit in advance. July, I feel. Because I think July is when Lion King season starts in Disneyland Paris as well, so I think they're just getting uh, themselves yeah, ready. Yeah, I think they really get themselves ready when it comes to pins. So, we have Buzz. Yeah. We have Woody and Bullseye. We have Slinky Dog. We have the three aliens. I feel like you can get that Slinky Dog now. Because I feel like I saw that, because I think I was tempted to get that for breakfast. It's not about the different Slinky Dog. I think this Slinky Dog is a full pin. Oh, like there's not an actual spring? No, I think it's just a full pin. Oh, well then get the other one. Yeah, the other one's better. Um, oh, sorry. Buzz is six ninety nine. Woody and Bullseye seven ninety nine. Slinky is nine ninety nine. Or maybe he maybe does have the Slinky. Also, let's just appreciate he's called Zigzag in French. And then the three aliens is seven ninety nine. I really like the aliens one. It's really cute. They're cute. There's also a booster pack Very that nice. has Buzz flying, which Ooh. is a complete breathy pin. He's not flying, Kate. He's falling with style. So you're right. I'm sorry. Um, Bullseye. Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. <gasps> okay, Breckney needs, needs that. Breckney needs that. I think that's really good value. Like, it's obviously it's 20 euro because it's a booster pack. Yeah. But I think it's extremely good value because those are really different pins. There are there are fewer Disney things that Breckney quotes more than Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> really? Only, only, <laughs> only short of being followed by Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> but yeah. It's such a cute booster pack. It's really sweet. And then there's also a Toy Story lanyard. Sorry, four is, lanyards. Is that a little page thing? The little ones oh, that don't actually fit anything? Yeah, the little slidey ones. Oh, good. And the, so the booster pack, 
the pouch and the lanyard are all specifically Toy Story 4 branded. Oh, okay. I presume the packaging for these pins will also yeah. be Toy Story 4 branded, but these ones specifically say pouch Toy Story 4, booster Toy Story 4, lanyard okay. Toy Story 4. Cool. Um, the lanyard's $9.99 and the little pouch is $5.99. We don't recommend getting the pouches. No. Or if you are going to put one thing in it. And yeah, don't if, put anything you, else. if you have a paper ticket, sure. If you have like the standard cards, they don't yeah. come in and out easily. No, so, so no I point. wouldn't advise. Then on the twenty eighth of May is the Pride pins. These are super cute. So we have a Pride lanyard for nine ninety nine. Oh, and the, their tagline is "Love comes in every color." That's cute. That's really sweet. The lanyard's quite nice. It's multicolored. Oh, excuse me. It's multicolored Mickey Mouse heads going all the way up the lanyard. That's cute. That's really nice. Then you have your classic Mickey silhouette in rainbow coloured, which is six ninety nine, and then you've got the castle silhouette, which is also rainbow coloured for six ninety nine. So they're all released on the twenty eighth of May. Um, Pride weekend is the third of is the bank holiday weekend, the third of June in Disneyland. Am I wrong? I don't know. Pride runs all the way through June. Yeah. So. It's sometime in June. Yeah. And are they, are the Pride ones limited edition nope. or are they just... No. Nope. Okay. They're open edition. I'd say they're probably a limited quantity. I'd say so. Like I'd say they're going to be in high demand. Yeah. But they do say OE, so they are open edition. So okay, there's cool. no limit on them. That's all the pins. The pin trading night uh, in May is Friday the 31st in Disney Sequoia Lodge Beaver Creek Tavern. It starts at 6pm. Fab. And then all other Lime Birdie rules apply as every month. Cool beans. That's pretty much it. If anyone's in the parks... And would like to get me that symbol one. Hit me up. So that was the pins. Woo! One thing, just while we're talking about pins, and while we're talking about lanyards, we mentioned in I think it was the April release about the lanyards that came with the new pouches. Oh yes, yeah. We bought them. We did. They're great. They are really good. But yeah, it's especially if you have an annual pass and say photo pass, it's absolutely perfect because, or even if you just have your magic pass and maybe a photo pass, or if you just have your magic pass, it's super handy. They fit in much more snug, like it doesn't feel like they're going to fall out even though there's no zippy thing, but they're much easier to get out of it if you need to. Yeah, I think it's because they're landscape rather than, or they're portrait rather than landscape. I feel like the regular little plastic pouches that they do just need to be about a half a centimetre bigger. Yeah, they're just a little bit too small. Yeah, because of the little closure thing, which means you end up ripping them, which means they fall apart and you lose everything that you've ever loved. This is a dramatic time for me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we highly recommend them. They're really good. They actually were really good. We also did see the little pin, tra- the little lanyard charms. Yeah. And like I thought, they're utter crap. <laughs> they're also not huge. They're tiny. Oh yeah, they're not massive. They are small, but they do look like they would break off in half a second. Yeah. So I don't recommend you buying them. They are only five at four ninety nine, but put your money for something else. Yeah, I agree. So there's been a lot of paintwork and retouching and stuff, last minute finishing touches being done to the Disneyland Paris Railway this week. Um, it is reopening on June 29th. It's been closed since November. That means we get to go on a week on October. It is super fun. I know that June 29th was its official opening date anyway, and but I only just knew about it now because they're obviously actually doing stuff on it. Yep. That's going to be really exciting that we can go on it when we go, because I don't think I've ever been on the railway. It's super fun. Me and Brafney did it when we were there in October. You do end up having to wait a while for it, but it's super fun like you get to see all the different lands and I think it might be a good thing for us to do this is just a total side note might be a good thing for us to do maybe kind of near the start of the trip so everyone can get so everyone can see what each of the lands are and kind of what's in them stuff like that that'll be fun yeah 
Um, recently, the Princess Pavilion also closed for renovations. Uh, so from the 13th to the 17th of May, the Princess Pavilion will be closed. It's not that big of a chunk of time. It'll have reopened by the time this is released, but just... But an important thing to note is that because the Princess Pavilion was closed, they have been putting princesses around Fantasyland. So those princesses at the Old Mill, Plaza Gardens, and... Oh, Pay de Conti de Fay. I don't know where that is. That's over by the the little boats. Oh, yeah, where Tiana and Naveen were that one time. Down sort of at the back-ish. Um, and there has been great feedback from guests. EG92 posted that guests, surprisingly, now, lads, this is 100% a heckin' surprise to us, that guests yeah. are happy with the extra choice and more fixed meeting times. What a surprise! Yeah, I feel like it just, it, this must just be going to show them how badly organised the, the Princess Pavilion is. It's never, I've never seen it less than a 60 minute wait, ever. It's always a 60 minute wait. It's always confusing. There's only ever two princesses, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Yeah. I just think it's the worst possible way they could be meeting princesses. Yeah, it just, it seems like it takes so much longer than it ever should need to. But either way, like, it's it's nice to see the princesses out in the park as well. I know we've had DMs from people kind of asking, is there an easy way to meet certain princesses and stuff like that? Unfortunately, with Disneyland Paris, there isn't. You can... Chance going to Auberge, you might get the princess you want, you might not. Or you can just kind of stake out the princess pavilion. But if the princess that you want to see isn't available the days that you're there, it is really frustrating. So it's been nice to see the princesses kind of out and about a bit more. And the fact that they've given each princess a spot at a specific time. Yeah. It just makes so much more sense. It makes, yeah. They're, They're pigeonholing themselves with the princess pavilion, I think. And yeah. I just, it's, I think it's a waste of, like, I think there's something way better they could be doing with that space. I agree. Or a different way they could be entertaining princesses. Yeah, even if they did it similar to how they do the the Royal Hall thing in Disney World and Disneyland, where you still go in and there's still two rooms, but you meet both princesses. Yeah. Rather than just queuing 90 minutes to meet a princess. Yeah. I just, ridiculous. It's, I just think it's ridiculous. I agree. This week, for some reason, no one really seems to know, um, Ratatouille has been operating in 2D. I think it's been doing this since, I think it was Saturday. Yeah, and did they say all the glasses things were taken away? Yeah, so all the glasses trays have been taken away and the ride is operating in 2D. We don't really know why, we don't know whether it's an issue with this or whether this is just something that they're planning to do. Nothing has been announced for it. Um, but if you've not been able to see a ride through of it, particularly if you're a Walt Disney World fan, you're excited for it to be coming to Epcot. I know ED92. Oh my God, we've mentioned ED92. Is anyone shocked? No. <laughs> they it's have, like the fourth time we've mentioned them in this one podcast. <laughs> I know. We they have posted a ride through of it, and obviously because it's in 2D now, you actually get to see what it is. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. So I I head over to. I think they posted it on their YouTube page. So. Have a look. Earlier last week, all the Infinity Pass holders, so Infinity and Magic Plus Pass holders, were sent an email just advising them that the events that are happening this summer, so Magical Pride, Electroland, and Disney Jazz, the discounts and the availability for annual pass holders was being extended. So normally you can bring up to two people with you per annual pass, but for those select three events, you can bring up to five people with you. Tickets, you get 15% off your Infinity Pass holder and you get 10% off if you're Magic Plus. Good if you want to bring more people. This indicates to me that these are not selling for yeah, whatever reason. Absolutely, I agree. 
But if you're an Infinity Pass holder and you had five friends that you wanted to bring and you had to pick your favourite two, now you can bring everybody! Yeah! Yeah, so that was that. And then also, speaking of Disney Jazz, the characters that are going to be appearing at Disney Jazz have been announced. So, in no particular order, they are Tiana Naveen, Mm -hmm. the return of Oswald and Hortensia from Fun Days, Marie Brilliose and Toulouse, Louis and Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog, so Louis the Alligator, Buzz and Woody, Louis and King Louis and Baloo from Jungle Book, and Remy and Emile. I feel like this is a really weird mix of characters. But you've got Tiana Naveen, makes perfect sense. Louis and Dr. Facilier, sure. Marie Brilliose and Toulouse, at a stretch. The well, rest... there's the whole, there's that whole everybody wants to be a cat, like, swing music type dealio. I, I feel like that kind of fits. Yeah, exactly. But then Oswald and Hortensia, Remy and Emile. And Buzz, Buzz and, and Woody? I don't, I don't understand. Like, I get that they like to roll out Oswald and Hortensia whenever it's an annual pass event. That's fine. If that's, if that's your go-to, happy days. Why are Buzz and Woody there? I don't understand. They're not very like, jazzy. But, like, you can meet them via line birdie, not have to queue at all during the park during regular park areas. I don't understand. No, neither do I. It's not like they're exclusive. Like, Oswald and Hortensia are exclusive. Remy and Emile, it's it's rare that you get to see them. But Woody and Buzz are there all day, every day. Yeah, I don't know. It would have made more sense to put more princesses in or something. Yeah. Even at that, like... Yeah. Buzz and Woody are, like, so far away from jazz. 100%. I, just, I, I will say, I would love to meet all the kittens together. Yeah, Marie Berlioz and Toulouse together would be adorable. Oh, it would be so, so cute. I will say, just to anyone that is going for this, like, if you didn't go last year or if you haven't heard much about last year, just watch some vlogs about it and limit your expectations. I know there was a lot of really negative experiences with characters and with cast members kind of shoving people along in queues and not letting them get individual photos. So just bear that in mind. Be be mentally prepared for it. Yeah. I'd hate you, for someone to go and be disappointed. That's all the Disneyland Paris news. Oh, no, wait, we missed one thing. Today was Tuesday. You know what that means. Who's the guesser today, Sinead? We had Roger Rabbit. Oh, I'm sad I missed him. I, I really love Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. I <laughs> love Roger Rabbit. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was one of my favourite movies as a kid. Um, and the plus side is, we didn't get... Creepy Jessica Rabbit. Oh, it was just Roger Rabbit. It was just Roger by himself. He was doing his little his little dance down Main Street. It's glad they knew not to pull her out. She was terrifying. We I don't, think, she I, doesn't need to see the public. I think the guests, like... I, I think the guest feedback was pretty negative on her, so I think they might have scrapped her for now. Oh, that's... I'm glad. Me too. So there was some news from the American Park. Coming to Walt Disney World's Animal Kingdom, we have the Hakuna Matata Time Dance Party. Like the Time Warp. I wish. Let's oh. do the time dance party. I just... Sure, why not? I, I mean, if it's half as cute as any of the Donald's oh, Dino Bash stuff... Oh, yeah. If it's half as cute as that, then it'll be great. Pindale and their little dinosaur costumes. Honestly. So cute. Um, I think dance parties are really popular in Walt Disney World, and I don't think they're a bad shout. I wish they did them in... I wish they did them in Disneyland Paris. Yeah, I think dance parties are really fun. They're a great way for kids to like get their energy out. What? I understand why they don't though, because I feel like dance parties are a real like American thing. I can't. And the French would just stand there like, "What is this?" It's, it's not a very European thing. We're no. much, mm. much too reserved. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in Disney World and like California as well, dance parties are always a good shout. Gets kids yeah. out moving, gets that energy going. 
And obviously Americans are all very American, so they're all very into it. Yep, I agree. So that will be coming later this year. So that should be fun. Another thing that was released this week for Walt Disney World was that guests can now book specific experiences online. For example, the Bippity Boppity Boutique experience, they can now book it online instead of ringing. Yeah, which I think can probably only be a good thing for them because I know... I hate when I have to book stuff over the phone, so being it, I'm more likely to book something if I can just pop online and do it. Yeah, also, I presume that their wait time was very high on calls. Probably, yeah. Because I know that even when we ring Disneyland Paris, the wait time is really long. Oh, it takes forever. And I know that if you're... So when we ring Disneyland Paris, we have to ring them directly, excuse me, because we're booking for Infinity Pass. Yeah. But if you're just ringing Disney to book a regular holiday, you get sent to America. Oh, okay. Even if you're booking for Disneyland Paris... And I know that the wait times for that are also still really high. Oh, okay, cool. So you you, you actually get an American operator even if you're booking videos on Paris. Mm. So I presume the wait times on the calls were just really high. So they're like, look, it's worth our while setting up an online service for this. Yeah. So that's really good. So if you're looking to book the boutique or any other experiences like that in Walt Disney World, just be aware that you can now pre-book them online. I think you can also book the little barbershop experience. I know a lot of a lot of parents get their kids' first haircuts. Well, I think mainly boys' first haircuts done on Main shop. Street. And there's like a whole package. And I think you can book that via that as well, which is super cute. That's really cute. I do that. Mm. The space-themed restaurant, which is going inside Mission Space in Epcot, has been confirmed that it will be opening in later this year. So it will be opening within 2019. They haven't given a specific date. They've just done the very vague Disney later trick. Yeah. Um, I'm super intrigued. I think it's going to be super fun. I'm really interested to see what the food is going to be like. Yeah, because it's a brand new restaurant, I'm hoping that they're going to have a really nice big range of dietary requirements. I would imagine so, because as they've been opening up different areas, and even we'll get to what they've announced for Galaxy's Edge, there does seem to be a lot more variety. Which is good. It means they're copping on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see what kind of food. There was a description that it was just going to be food from different cuisines. Nothing specific. Yeah. The like chain of restaurants that's going to be running this, it's the same people that run Via Napoli in Italy and Maria and Enzo's and a couple of the other restaurants across Disney Springs. A lot of the more popular ones. So at least they're kind of chains that have a good reputation yeah, and, and people well. really like. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. The artwork for it is really fun. Yeah. It's going to have, um, not interactive windows, what are they called? Virtual windows? Virtual windows, yeah. And the, the artwork for it is just this one spaceman, this one astronaut, just in space, just being like, hello. Floating by. <laughs> Which is really funny. Uh, so that's going to be, it's going to be an exciting restaurant to see when it opens. I'm excited to watch the reviews. I wonder if this is kind of part of like a trial run to see how realistic they could do that Star Wars hotel that they've mentioned before. Where everything's supposed to be interactive. When you look out your oh. window, it's supposed to be space and stuff like that. I wonder if this is a test run to see how they would do it. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Because they've had these virtual windows on the cruises before. Yeah. So they've obviously, that was like initial, like, mm. let's see how it goes. Now to have it in like a stable place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's a way of getting a higher level of guest feedback. Well, now moving over to California yeah. in Disneyland, 
The Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind is due to open in Disney California's Adventure this summer. I think that's the final piece of Pixar Pier. Yeah, I think so as well, yeah. Yeah, because Jesse's is open, the Bing Bong store is open, so I think there's just this left. And then that'll be it, and all of Pixar Pier will be open. How exciting. Yeah, it is. Actually, it's really exciting. That's I... a whole transformation of a park. Like, of, of a side of a park. Like. I know. I'm really... <laughs> I think the name... how quickly that went as well. I just find the name of this hilarious, the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind. <laughs> I just think it's every person that's ever been to Disneyland. Honestly. <laughs> I'm really intrigued to see it, and I know various vloggers and whatnot will have videos up. I just... I think the idea of it is hilarious. Is this a re... Was this a re-themed ride? I think this is the new ride. I think the rest of them were all re-themed. So Jesse's Critter, Carousel, The Incredicoaster, I think they were all re-themed. I think this is the only original new ride that went into Pixar Pier. Hence why it's the last one. Yeah. But it's like the turnaround for Pixar Pier is incredibly fast. Yeah. Like in Disney time, incredibly fast. True. Like think how quickly they went from it just being... Well, I can't remember what it was called before. What was it called? Paradise Pier. Yeah, from it going to Paradise Pier to Pixar Pier. True. Extremely. Like, that was, like, less than a year and a half. True. I mean, I suppose it wasn't... There wasn't a lot of building that needed to be done. Most of it was just reskinning stuff. Yeah. Which is fair. But, no, I agree. As, As far as, like, Disney things go, it was actually quite quickly. Yeah. So, we've had some more announcements from the Disney Park blog on the food and beverage options that are going to be in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Coming specifically to Disneyland Park is what I think a lot of this is based on, but I'm assuming that it's going to be mirrored in Disney World. In Disney World, so there's going to be docking bay seven food and cargo, and there's a couple of different entrees. There's a meatloaf, a fake meatloaf, plant based. It doesn't say whether this is vegan or not. It looks like it probably would be, depending on what's in the fake meatloaf, but you can get ribs there's shrimp there's there's two veggie options actually um there's beef so there's a couple different options for that there's some funky looking desserts which i think look real cool oh they're kind of along the lines of that blue mousse thing that's in pandora so there's the oi oi puff oi oi and then there's the batu bon so the first one is really funny batu bon so the oi oi puff is a raspberry cream puff and the batu bon is a chocolate cake. Oh, here for it. Yeah. Always here for chocolate cake. <laughs> and there's also going to be a couple speciality drinks, non-alcoholic. So there's moof juice, there's fatro and there's batu bucha tea. A lot of batus going along here. Well, they are in batu. This is true. There's also going to be Ogus Cantina, which I think is what most people are very excited for. They have a selection of different alcoholic cocktails. There's Spear and Calf. There's Bloody Rancor. Fuzzy Tauntaun. Jedi Mind Trick. The Outer Rim, which I think is a hilarious name for a drink. Fuzzy Tauntaun. Fuzzy Tauntaun. <laughs> um, Jedi Mind Trick. The Outer Rim. There's the T-16 Skyhopper. There's Dagova Slug Slinger. There's Jet Juice. There's Yub Nub, which made me cackle when I read that. Do you remember that song? You used to always be in the Disney store. Oh, wait, yes. Yeah, yes. the Ewok song. Yes. Um, there's Bespin Fizz. Like uh, Bugs Fizz, but from Bespin? Must be. And then there's a bunch of non-alcoholic drinks as well. There's Tureen Tea, there's Blue Bantha, Jabba Juice, Carbon Freeze. And then there's various beers and ciders which are going to be on top, which 
I find kind of interesting. And That's gonna be... not themed. Well, they are kind of... So there's the ciders, there's Gold Squadron Lager. Okay. There's White Wampa Ale. Oh, no, okay, okay, I'm okay with these, I'm okay with these. There's Gamorian Ale, there's Bad Motivator IPA, and then there's Spice Runner Hard Cider, which I think is where they lose it a little bit. Spice Runner! Spice Runner. And then there's Wine on Tap, because who doesn't want wine on tap? There's Tonneray, and there's Imperial Guard. So I wonder if they're, like, specific wines that were made for this. Or just wines that they've re branded yeah uh, presume it's a white and a red yeah i would assume so there's black spire outpost market ronto roasters i think this is the one that looks like a pod racing engine that they've turned into an oven i'm assuming this is what this is meant to be uh-huh. so there's a ronto there's a ronto wrap which is roasted pork and grilled sausage there's a nuna turkey jerky who knew that was the thing Can i just say i am now so hungry I know. Listening to you just list off all of this food that I can't eat. And then for specialty beverages, there's Tatooine Sunset, which is such a cute name. There's Sour Sarlacc. There's Milurin Juice. In the Black Spire Outpost market, there's also going to be the Milk Stand slash Katsakas. So there's blue milk, there's green milk. And they have said that this is a frozen plant-based blend of coconut and rice milks. So it will be vegan, which I think is really cool. Oh! fantastic yeah super excited about that and then a, there's a blend of coconut and rice milk is perfect i think it could be really nice remember when we talked about when we talked about galaxy's edge and you mm-hmm. asked me what i think thought blue milk would be like yeah that's actually perfect yeah because I, I wouldn't have thought it would have actually tasted like milk yeah but yeah that's that's excellent i'm excited and then there is Bubo wamba family farms novelty drink vessel i don't know what that means say that again Oh, okay, there's Bubo Wamba's Family Farms Novelty Drink Vessel. I just, I, the description doesn't tell me what it is. No, and there's no pictures. Not a clue. No. Not a clue what that is. And then there's also going to be Outpost Popcorn Mix, which is a blend of sweet and spicy flavours <gasps> popped in coconut oil. Yes, coconut oil? Yeah. Look at Disney Go! They are catering to the masses. Yeah, and then there's MSE6 Series Repair Droid Souvenir Popcorn Vessel. That's just something I need. I'm like quite proud of myself that I managed to say that without breaking it. Yeah, well done. But yeah, it sounds super, super fun. They haven't specified what's vegan or they haven't specified what will be gluten-free or anything like that. I'm sure that will get released as and when. Usually they do previews with bloggers and stuff, so I'd keep an eye on the Disney food blog especially. Mm-hmm. And I think it all looks great. I like that there's a lot of vegetarian options. I'm super excited for a lot of these drinks. Everything sounds great. Everything sounds super themed. There's so many options. Sinead's just burst out laughing and I don't know why. What have you read? Sorry, I was reading through. So this article's on the WDW info page and someone in the comments was like, no pork? (laughs) (laughs) And it made me laugh. (laughs) That's funny. I don't think they could serve pork. I think that would be too heartbreaking for everybody involved. Imagine eating pork. Oh, no, I couldn't. Well, I mean, okay, I try not to eat anything with a face, but... I know, but oh, that'd be so sad. I know. I couldn't do it. So, yeah. That's... Speaking of Galaxy's Edge... Yeah. There is also more information about Savvy's Workshop. Yep. Savvy's Workshop, again, is the only thing that Ed will ever talk to me about in terms of Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> well, Ed, here's the section for you. <laughs> so, Savvy's Workshop is about going in and getting your own lightsaber. Yeah, about building your lightsaber. Yeah, so it has been pinned, as we've said before, as the most sophisticated lightsaber that will be available Mm -hmm. to the general public. Um, So basically you go in and there are 
two different? No, four different? Four different. So they've, what they've released in the article that we have here anyways is that there's going to be four themes of lightsabers which will be available. Yeah. So there's peace and justice, which is salvage from fallen Jedi temples and crashed starships. These are a simple design reflects the commitment to the devout life of those whom they were created by the Jedi Order. So power and control is reclaimed from the ashes of the rumoured Sith homeworld and abandoned Sith temples. These lightsaber pieces were originally forged by the Sith of their time. Characterised by sharp and strong forms, these pieces showcase the brutality and relentlessness of the Sith's insatiable... I don't even know how to say that word. Insatiable. Insatiable desire for power and control. So that's the first two. Then there's also elemental nature... Which is, as we have been told, the force is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds the galaxy together. These lightsaber pieces are born of that same force. They are as unique as the user and as the elements of nature. The wood from the Brylark tree, a bone from the Cartusian whale, or even a tooth from a rancor. Ooh. I know, right? And then the last one is protection and defense. So cultivated from a time forgotten, these earliest lightsaber pieces contain designs and inscriptions that are shrouded in mystery, believed to be created for protection and defence, conferring anonymity and symbolising emotional detachment. A lightsaber made from these pieces reconnects the user with the most ancient wellspring of the forests. Interesting. Which would you want, Kate? Um, Either peace and justice or protection and defence. Okay. Um, Possibly peace and justice. Which one? I can't remember. There's like two goodies and two baddies, basically. <laughs> I think I want Elemental Nature. Oh, really? I think that one sounds cool. They're really good. I'm really excited to see what the whole, like, gig is with Savvy's Workshop. Mm. I'm excited to see, like, a walkthrough of it, people experiencing it. Yes, Sinead? Sorry, I was just reading here, and it says that up to 14 people at a time will be able to be in building their lightsabers, and you have to give a secret password to get in. Ooh. I remember, I think I remember them, someone talking about this on the days that, or reading it on Reddit, that if you don't know the password, they won't not let you in. Oh, okay. But the password is for, like, the hardcore fans who will go up, say the password, and they'll just let them in. Yeah. I don't think if you don't know the password, they're going to be like, you can't buy a lightsaber. No. <laughs> but it is more like of an extra thing that they've added for those hardcore fans. But, yeah. like, a little kid who's run up and be like, I want to build a lightsaber, and they've got, like, password... Do you want to build a lightsaber? Exactly. So I'm very excited to see it, and I'm very excited to see how it goes. And also, how expensive the lightsabers are. I'm super intrigued to see the price of them. Wowza. Also, just quickly, while we're talking about Galaxy's Edge, someone posted from Disneyland or Disney World that if people don't leave Galaxy's Edge after their time, Mm. they will be asked to leave. Oh, okay. Like, they're... Because, obviously, all the times roll into each other. Yeah. So, it's, like, 12 from 1, then 1 to... Or, like, 12, whatever. They all roll... They roll into each other. They're not, like, specific set times where they're going to clear out and enter back in. I assume you'll be given a wristband or something like that. Yeah, but they said that they will be on people. That if they haven't left by their four hours, they will be kind of asked to leave the park. Okay, well... Or leave Galaxy's Edge. I think that's fair. So, they will be on it. I think that's fair. One other thing that came out from Galaxy's Edge, Bob Iger decided to brag about all his friends, including Steven Spielberg, and that he brought them into Galaxy's Edge. There was Steven Spielberg and there was J.J. Abrams. No George Lucas, for whatever reason. <laughs> he uh, made him mad. <laughs> yeah. And then there was the lovely Scott Trowbridge that just seems to be popping up everywhere now whenever it's anything to do with Galaxy's Edge. And we got to see some cool photos. One thing that a lot of people are really mad about is that there are fences around the Millennium Falcon. Oh, because the initial concept art showed people like right up under it and all that kind of stuff. 
but now there's like a barrier. Now it's a themed barrier, but there's a barrier between Ooh. people and the Millennium Falcon. As someone who frequents Disneyland Paris, I completely support this because people kids, ruin everything. Yeah, and kids are going to climb on it and pull from it and... Parents are going to put their kids up on top of it. Yeah, and be like, smile, Timmy! Yeah, like, so, no. I mean, Disney fans have no one to blame but themselves for ruining everything. Yeah, because we've seen people in Disneyland Paris climb up the rocks, put kids on things, and customers are like, you can't do that, get your child down. There is a reason why in Disneyland Paris, on the four stages in front of the castle, they have put flowers on the steps because people won't stop climbing on them. Yeah, even though there's fences all around, that's very clear, do not walk on these, and here we are. This is why we can't have nice things. Literally. Because people ruin them. Speaking of nice new things. Yes. We got to see some of the characters that are on the sky buckets. Oh, the gondolas. The gondolas. I was so confused. I was like, what sky buckets in Galaxy's Edge? Sky buckets. <laughs> I'll never call it a gondola. It's always going to be a sky bucket. Thing. Yeah, so they've released, they um, unsheathed all of the little... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All of the pods. Yeah. And now we can see all the characters that are on them. Yeah. They're really cute. Yeah. So there's everyone from... There's some Peter Pan people. There's some of the Fab Five. I liked the ones that were attractions. So there's a cool little, like, Pirates of the Caribbean one. There's a Haunted Mansion one with the Hitchhiking Goes. It's really cool. There's also a classic Minnie and Mickey one. And then there's a newer style Mickey and Minnie one, which I quite liked. Yeah. Which is good. There's a DuckTales one. Ooh. With the yeah, with a Huey Dewey and Louie and Donald on it. Is the Star Wars one? Yeah, they're all really cute. Oh, look at the Chewbacca one with the porks. Yeah, I saw that one as well. They're very, they're very adorable. And people who have seen them in real life testing have said that they are a lot quicker than they thought they were going to be. These, I think these look terrifying. I wouldn't mind. As someone who is petrified of heights and falling, I think they look like an absolute like death hazard. I don't think you're going to fall out of them. I still, it, it's going to take a lot, whenever I actually get to Florida, it's going to take a lot to convince me to go on one of those. Well, you won't need one unless you're staying at any of the valley resorts they hit. True. I like that you're just assuming that I'm never going to get to stay at any of the other ones. <laughs> no, it's that you don't need to worry about it unless <laughs> you're staying at them. But it's so not I any valley ones. Is it, it's Pop Century. Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach, I think Coronado Springs. So it's going to some of the nicer ones as well. Oh, true. Oh, well, there you go. Rude. <laughs> So that's it for the news. Hello, dear listener. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week and hopefully all weeks previous. Um, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, we're currently doing a giveaway on our Instagram. If you've listened to our mini waffle, you already know what we're about to say, but this also counts as an extra, extra, like extra, extra, extra magic time. So if you would like to enter our giveaway, all you have to do is take a screenshot of what you're currently listening to now and now. DM it to us right now yeah now so just send it over to us and we will sneakily give you an extra little entry into the giveaway we obviously just want to reward people that are listening to the show and we really appreciate you so we want to show that by giving you an extra little entry and if you've not already listened to the mini waffle go back and listen to that because there's another way of entering on that back to the show <laughs> As mentioned at the top of the show, we asked on Instagram whether people wanted to see a review of the Disneyland Hotels or whether they wanted to do wanted us to do a trip planning video. I feel like the two kind of go hand in hand anyways, because part of planning your trip is where you want to stay. The majority said that they wanted to hear about hotels, so that's what we're going to do. And here we are with a full Excel sheet of all the hotels in Disneyland Paris. 
I really like Excel. We know. I can see it. So, what we did is we've gone through all the Disneyland, the main Disneyland hotels, the ones that you can walk to from the park. So we've got the Disneyland Hotel, Newport Bay, Sequoia Lodge, Cheyenne, and Santa Fe. We've gone through each of them, and I've kind of did out a basics spreadsheet. So the theme of the hotel, we've picked out random prices, the rating that's on booking.com, walking time to the park, does it have a pool, what your food options are, does it have a bar, gym, concierge, etc. So we'll go through that for each of the hotels. The only one on this list that we've not stayed in yet is the Disneyland Hotel. So we'll just give you the basics of that, and then we can give you a bit more review on the other four. Yes. If anyone would like to sponsor us to stay in Disneyland Hotel, now is your chance to reach out. <laughs> okay, so I suppose we'll start with Disneyland Hotel, since we've never stayed there. Yeah. And we're just going to give an overall opinion of yeah. what we've seen. Yeah. So the Disneyland Hotel is themed in a Victorian style. So the Disneyland Hotel isn't actually... It's the only one of the hotels that isn't actually themed or isn't linked to a character or movie. Yeah, you're right. It's not themed to any specific Disney affiliation, um, which does give it that bit of grandeur because it's not... I don't want to say the word gimmicky because the other hotels aren't gimmicky. Yeah. But it's not... We're Disney! But funnily enough, I always thought it... Maybe I've just plucked this out of the sky. I always thought it kind of had had like a Mary Poppins-y themed. I just think that's because Mary Poppins is in the lobby a lot. No, but like I thought I saw like Mary Poppins things in the rooms when watching room reviews. I could be completely making this up and I probably am. But it's the only one on the Disneyland website when you go and like go into each of the individual hotels that it doesn't say anything. It just says Victorian. Oh yeah. So I don't think it is Mary Poppins Yeah. Things. As much as you'd like it to be. As much as I'd love it to be. That'd be cute. It's not. So it's just... Like hoity-toity, basically. Mm. Um, so what we've done is we've picked a midweek for two adults, and then yeah. we've also picked so we've picked four days in a midweek for two adults, yeah. and four days over a weekend for a family of four, two adults and two children. Yeah. Um, in September to just yeah. try and give like a general price overview. These yeah. are the same dates for the adults, and then a separate same dates for the family. Yeah. For so all these hotels. Yeah, so this will be four days worth of tickets and three nights at the hotel. And these are all booked on the Irish website, so DisneylandParis.ie, mm-hmm. and they are all the inclusions of hotels and tickets together. Yeah. None of these, the weeks that we priced for, none of them had meal plans included in them, just for just to let you know. Yeah. So for the Disneyland Hotel, for two adults in a midweek for four days is €1,825. It's so expensive. For two adults and two kids at a weekend is €2,564. Let's just wrap our heads around that figure before we continue. And that's why we've not stayed there yet. And that is literally the one reason why we have not yet stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. It is just that little bit too expensive that we just can't shoot it. Yeah. Even though on Booking.com it does have a rating of on the dot eight which yeah. according to booking.com is very good it is also a zero minute walking to the park because you walk outside and there is the park it sits on the entrance to Disneyland some of the rooms if you walk down onto the balcony you technically be in the park yeah you could ju- like nothing you would but you could jump from your balcony and land in Disney I wouldn't recommend it. no not at all but that's how much inside the park they are yeah which is just insane yeah um, it does have a pool Yep. Your food option is land hotel is table service with character meals because that's yep. where inventions is. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a bar, it has a gym, also has a spa. It does also have a separate table service called California Grill. Yes. 
which is not character-based. No. If you're an adult inclined to be like, I really don't want characters at my dinner, please just let me have a dinner. We had a quick, when we were in the Disneyland Hotel, we had a quick gander. Prices are as you would expect for the Disneyland Hotel. Expensive. Fair pricey. There's also a concierge, concierge room. You can, you can, your rooms can start at like 300 euro a night. Your rooms can go up to like 30 grand a night. Yeah. Depending on how much you're willing to pay. So the Disneyland Hotel does have specific suites that are only available in the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. Me and Sinead did spend a night once on YouTube looking up the room tours that we could find of these. Some of them are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I know we've spoken about them before, but there's one that has a grand piano. It has like a 12 person Dining dinner table. table. It's, it's obscene. So yeah, you can spend as much as you could ever possibly want to spend on a hotel room in the Disneyland Hotel. Absolutely. Um, if any of you, again, I mentioned her in the mini waffle, but Brummy Mummy of Two is a YouTube channel. She recently just went to Disneyland Paris with her mother and her daughter, and they stayed in the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. Um, they have been giving, she's been giving little bits of snippets of reviews. Okay. For someone who just went very recently. Yeah. If you would like a more in-depth sort of review of Disneyland Hotel, I definitely give her channel a shout for her Disneyland Paris vlogs at the moment. She did just stay in a standard Disneyland Hotel room. Yeah. One thing I'm just going to pinch from her most recent video is that they only have one socket in the room. What? Yeah. I don't think they've done up the rooms in the Disneyland no, Hotel. that's what she said. She was like, I don't think this hotel's been done up in a long time. And they only, in their room, they only have one socket. They might have two. They that's might true. have one on the other side that she hasn't found yet. That's ridiculous. But there is only one socket. So she did recommend you bring an extension lead. I mean, I do that anyways. Because, as she says, she's a vlogger. So she has to charge her camera, excuse me, her camera batteries. Her and her mother have a phone. There's an iPad for her daughter. That's already five things. And there's only one socket in the room. Wow. So although their room is very pink and very nice, it is not up to date as the other rooms. They're also in the bathroom. There are two sinks. Oh, okay. That's nice. Everyone loves a double sink. That's nice. So. That's, that's fancy. Then also, this night hotel smells very nice. It does. Oh. I don't know if that counts in a hotel review, but man, that smell. Oh, it smells beautiful. Again, we've not stayed in the Disneyland Hotel. We have eaten in Interventions. We have procured it. It's very expensive. Perused it. Not procured. Perused it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've eaten in Interventions. It was nice. It was good. Personally, I'd actually prefer to go to Plaza Gardens because it's much cheaper. I'd rather experience the character of some Interventions by sitting with a cocktail outside Cafe Fantasia. Yeah, absolutely. Which we talk about all the time, but it's because we think it's a great idea. Yeah. The only, my only counter argument to that is the Sunday brunches and inventions where they do have the, like the special characters yeah. or characters dressed up in special garb that you wouldn't yeah. uh, normally see. Like you get King Mickey and Princess Minnie a lot. They're quite cute. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff or like themed ones like once it was Snow White. So. I would really love to do the Halloween brunch because it just looks so cute. What a surprise. Goof and his little scalp movement. Yeah, oh, so stuff. apart from the special Sunday brunches and inventions, yeah. um, I also agree at Plaza Gardens is a much better show. You get it done in the morning, much better value, mm-hmm. you can fill up on your breakfast, mm-hmm. top show. And if you bring a little Ziploc bag, you can get your breakfast and your lunch. Exactly. So unfortunately, as we said, we haven't stayed in the Disneyland Hotel, but that is literally the limit of what we can give in terms of a review for the Disneyland Hotel. It's very expensive and we've yet to stay there. From what we've experienced, the cast members in the Disneyland Hotel are extremely pleasant and very nice. Yeah, they're very professional. Very professional. We have been in the, we've been in the gift shop and bought things in the gift shop. Yeah. We've gotten drinks 
uh, outside in Cafe Fantasia and more than once more than once and they've always been extremely pleasant yeah we have also been in inventions and been for dinner there and they have also been extremely nice and very accommodating yep I've also we were also there at Christmas when we mm-hmm. took pictures of the gingerbread house and I could just feel that the cast members were all very welcoming yeah when we were taking photos a lot of them were they were very smiley one of them was like laughing at us but not like in a bad way yeah but in like this is adorable you guys are so cute way so it was a very nice it's just a nice experience to be in there so I can only hope and imagine that if we were to stay there we would also experience that plus I think I mean I think the main benefit is obviously you don't have to trek back to your hotel after leaving the park you can literally just go upstairs also for anyone who has one of the really high suite rooms there's a private elevator the castle club lift yes the castle club lift where you walk under to where you queue in to get through the turnstiles yeah and there's a lift there that you just scan your ticket and the lift comes and you go straight to your room. You'd feel like a like member of the CIA or something. Yeah. You just zoom, 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 and then you're in bed. So this night hotel is definitely something that we are working towards. Yeah. We do check it all the time to see if there is a very cheap time. Like obviously it's going to be more expensive than any other hotel available. But we will get there. Eventually. Even if it's for like a special occasion for like the two of us. Yeah. For some birthday where we just conglomerate everything together. We'll bring Amy. We'll split it between the three of us. It'll be fine. Yeah. Amy, come back. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is something that we will try not go in, go too in depth with because we obviously did quite an in-depth review on it last week, which is the Newport Bay Club. This one is nautical themed, but it also on the Disneyland Paris website said Steamboat Willie themed. Not an ounce of Steamboat Willie theming did I see. There's not a single bit of black or, well, there's a lot of white, but there's no black in the is hotel. Is that because there's, um... The, the portholes yeah, on the, the port- border? Yeah, is that I don't it? Know. That's weird. But that's the Disneyland Paris hotel set, the hotel, the Disneyland Paris website says it's Steamboat Willie slash nautical themed. Huh. I don't know. That's a stretch. The prices, again... Two adults midweek. Now, the week that we picked with everything else, there was no regular room. So this is the price of a castle club room. Just as an FYI, castle club is the concierge level rooms. So for two adults to say concierge for three nights, it's 1,591 euro. So you can assume that a normal midweek would be around 1,003, 1,002. Yeah, probably about that. Okay. For two adults, two kids over the weekend, so three nights at the weekend, it's 1,635 just... Obviously, there's not a massive amount of a difference in the price there, but that's just because the midweek is concierge level. Yeah. On booking.com, there is a 7.9 rating of good. What rating would you give? Like a four. I gave, specifically, because we booked through booking.com, so I could give a booking.com review, we gave it a 3.8 when we stayed. Yeah. Obviously... You guys heard about um, our issues with Newport Bay Club. We're not going to go into in detail with it. We would not stay there. We would not recommend you stay there. Overall, from the outside, it looks great. But we just don't think it's worth it. That's all we're going to say about Newport Bay. Yeah. The walking time to the park. It says it's 10 minutes. Again, when we were there, the walkway was closed. So it probably took, what, like 20, 25 minutes yeah. to get to the park. So there's that. It does have an indoor pool and an outdoor pool, which Who was cares? quite nice. You're in Disney. For a lot of families, like I know when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be in a pool when we were on oh, holidays. Oh yeah, that's true, true, true. We did have a view of the outdoor pool. It looks fine. Yeah. It looks like a pool. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have a buffet and a table service options. There is a bar. They do have a gym. They do have concierge, as we mentioned, the castle club rooms. And this is also a conference hotel as well. So there is... 
meeting spaces available. Yes, so it is, as we mentioned before, it is an extremely large hotel. Yeah. It does have the whole conference, like, if you walk out to the front of the hotel, you will notice if you're facing away from the hotel to the right, there is a huge area that is all conference halls and rooms. So this hotel, so expect to have a lot of business type people in this hotel. Exactly. Cast members here was very mixed. Any of the cast members we encountered on the front desk were extremely rude and extremely dismissive and unhelpful. Not a fan of them at all. The luggage cast were absolutely fantastic, as was the guy, the one guy that we encountered in the shop. And that was kind of about it. We still have an ongoing complaint with them. We don't like Newport Bay Club. We're not the only people that don't like Newport Bay Club. We had DMs from other people that had bad experiences there. So save your money, either save a little bit extra, stay in the Disneyland Hotel... Or go stay in the next one on the list. Yeah, so the next one on the list is Sequoia Lodge. I love Sequoia Lodge. Sequoia Lodge is my favourite that I've stayed in. So do I. I think we can both agree that Sequoia Lodge, which is right smack bang in the middle of our list, Mm -hmm. is fantastic value for money. I think so, yeah. So the theme of Sequoia Sequoia Lodge is Bambi slash Mountain Retreat, which I think is pretty spot on. Yeah. It is very Bambi themed. There's Thumper hopping about everywhere. It's so cute. The inside of Sequoia Lodge is so lovely themed. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like wood, like uh, logs on the wall, like a a log cabin. It's so adorable. The floor is like big stone. It's very, very nice. So for two adults, midweek is one thousand and eight euro, which I just noticed that's actually cheaper than Shane. Oh yeah, wow! But like one hundred and forty quid. That's so strange. Anyway. It's actually also cheaper, cheaper than, than Santa, Santa Fe. Fe. Check Sequoia Lodge, lads. Oh, maybe I did it wrong. No, because I did that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh no. So two adults midweek is one thousand and eight euro, which is a steal. That is really not bad. So two adults midweek is one thousand and eight euro. And then for two adults and two kids over a weekend, which is a Friday to a Monday, is €1,553. Yeah. Uh, Booking.com has a rating of 7.7, which is good. Uh, the walking distance from the park is only 14 minutes. Yeah. It's pretty, I think that's pretty it's fair. Pretty good. It's in the middle of the lake and you just zip, zip around. Mm-hmm. Um, it also does have a pool. The food options are buffet only. As far as I can find, it's really difficult to find information out about the restaurants in the Disneyland hotels. Oh, but I do think. Sequoia Lodge only does have one restaurant, and I do yeah. think it's a buffet restaurant. Um, there is a bar, there is also a gym, and there's also concierge rooms, and we have stayed in one. Yes, so when we stayed in Sequoia Lodge, we stayed in the Golden Forest rooms. At the time, Kate and Amy were still cast members, so we got cast member discount. Yes. Um, and the only rooms that were still available on cast member discount were the Golden Forest rooms. Which the cast member told me worked out cheaper than regular rooms. Yeah. On um, customer discount. So I was like, absolutely. Yeah, and it was it was great. If you've never kind of experienced the concierge level within Disneyland Paris, I would assume that it's the same, at least in Newport Bay. It might be different in Disneyland in the Disneyland Hotel. But you have a separate breakfast room. Only guests that are staying in Golden Forest rooms or Compass Club rooms can go to here. Also, in your Golden Forest room and your Compass Club room, your breakfast is included. Yes. I mean, no, if you haven't been to Disneyland in a while, your breakfast always used to be included in your hotel stay. But very recently, in the last, I'd say, two year to two years, they have now separated that. So your your breakfast is no longer included in your hotel stay. Yeah. You have to pay for it separately, and it's usually around 20 euro per person. 
for yeah. buffet breakfast. So it's really it's really good to take that into account when you are staying in a in a concierge level room because your b- breakfast is already included. And again, much like we've said with Plas Gardens, there are the stereotypical continental things of you can get bread rolls, you can get cheeses, you can get meats, all that kind of stuff. You can take it with you if you wanted to, so you can kind of stretch that into the afternoon. There is also tea time treats, as they call it. So there's little pastries and stuff like that available in the same room, kind of around dinner time. So if you went back to your hotel kind of in the middle of the day to take a rest or anything like that, before you go back out to the fireworks, you can go up there and get little cakes and drinks and whatnot. And then later in the evening, the room is open again. You can go in, you can take bottles of water, bottles of Coke, anything you want in there, you can take and bring back to your room, which is what we used to always do. Yeah, we thought it was really handy. Um, From our experience, you're not allowed to eat in that room if you bring food from outside of (laughs) Sequoia Lodge. Sorry, she just remembered what happened. We made, so what what we did on that trip was we would stay until, we'd do full park hours, we'd be there from the time it opened, we'd stay till it closed, we'd go to Earl of Sandwich on the way back. And then we'd go and get drinks. And one of the de- one of the nights we decided that rather than just grabbing the drinks and going up to a room, we'd stay in the, the, the room, the Golden Forest like room where you could get your drinks. Because it had tables and chairs, and it was all very nice. Yeah, so we were sitting there. We got our drinks. We sat down, and we opened a barrel of sandwich. And I think I had taken a bite. And this really aggressive. It's the only. It's the only negative cast member experience I had in Squire Lodge. This really aggressive cast member came over and started shouting at us that we weren't allowed to eat in there and how dare we ever consider it. There's no signs to say that you can't eat. And no one FYI. told us as we no. went in. And we went in with bags of food. And they watched it. No, in all fairness, the woman who was manning the drinks, so obviously you can't just go in and grab 20 bottles of whatever yeah. you want. So there's a woman who's just standing there making sure you don't abuse the system. But she definitely watched us walk over, sit down and bring out our food. Didn't say a word. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's a really weird rule. Yeah, so just don't bring external food. Go in and get your drinks and bring them up to your room and have your earnest sandwich there. Or it could have just been that cast member who was having a bad day. So maybe... I'd say you're probably not allowed, but he was just particularly... But you could maybe just ask... The, per- the person who's giving out the drinks yeah there's no like we actually never asked anybody in all fairness true so I'd say if you just ask them way before you ever planned on bringing food in mm. is it allowed that will just clear up all those issues yeah for yourself if you decide true um what rating would you give Sequoia Lodge a 9 I agree I'd give it a 9 out of 10 yeah I think it's really good value for money the rooms are really nice mm-hmm. you get the same comfort of bed as you get in the Newport Bay mhm even though for some reason Newport Bay is a deluxe and Sequoia Lodge is a moderate. Doesn't really make much sense. I feel like Sequoia Lodge is just, it's a bit more... Chill. Relaxed. Yeah. There's a lot of a tight entitlement that comes across in the Newport Bay because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, we've paid to be here. Yeah, pretty much. Everyone has paid to be there. Yeah. But I think Sequoia Lodge, the vibe is a lot more... Chill. And again, it's not mountain chill. retreat, so I get it. It's, it's supposed to be more kind of relaxing and whatnot. We're staying in Sequoia Lodge when we go in October... And I'm excited to see what the standard rooms are like because I've never stayed in a standard room there. I have stayed in a standard room and it's just as nice as the, um, what are they called? Golden Forest Forest. I would like to hang out there maybe a little bit, like go to the bar. The bar is so huge. So we're going to be in October, right? Yeah. It's going to be a little bit colder in October. Mm. They have a roaring fire, like an open-faced fire. And all the walls are like all stoned and you could all like sit around on the little sofas. And they bring drinks over to you. Yeah. So we might actually do that one night. 
Oh my god! Because the park's cocktail. Yeah, because the park's going to close really early. Because well, not really early, but it's going to close earlier because it's going to be later on in the year. Oh, I'm excited. So the park will close at eight, so we can go back have drinks. So, yeah, we love Sky Lodge. I'm sure we'll still love it when we come back from our October trip. I hope so. But yeah, Sky Lodge fave. So the next one we have listed down there is Hotel Cheyenne. I feel like I can't give a full review of this because I've only stayed there for two nights and I literally was there for like a wet second. But um, Cheyenne is Old West slash Toy Story theme. So for two adults midweek, it's 1140 and um, That includes your tickets and whatnot. For two adults and two kids over a weekend, it's €1,391. Cheyenne is extremely popular. Yeah. I would argue it's probably the most popular hotel on property. Is that because it's Toy Story themed? I don't even know. I think it's because, I think Santa Fe feels, and we'll get to Santa Fe, Santa Fe feels quite run down. And Santa Fe, the theming is loose at best. It's because it didn't used to be what it is now. Yeah. But I think the buildings and everything like that, like the whole setup of Cheyenne, it feels like you're in an old western town. Like all the buildings with the rooms are named after certain things. Like one is a lawyer and one is a locksmith and one is a goldsmith and all this kind of stuff. And it just, I feel like the theming is more intense in Cheyenne than it is in Santa Fe. And they're kind of comparable price wise. And normally Cheyenne is a quicker walk. Yes, unfortunately now because Hotel New York is closed for refurbishment, mm-hmm. they have closed off the path from Cheyenne straight up to Hotel New York, which is the really quick path, and yeah. you have to go a little bit more out of your way. So I think you have to go. I think you have to hit Santa Fe first, then cross the bridge, yeah. and then go over to Cheyenne. Yeah. So at the moment, in this particular time, Cheyenne is the furthest walk. Yeah. From the hotel to the park. Yeah. But when Hotel New York opens, it will be the second longest. Yeah. So normally Cheyenne is about an 18 minute walk. At the minute, I'd say it's probably about 25 minutes. Yeah, I would agree. Give or take. There's no pool. Your food options are... There's a buffet restaurant. There's also a Starbucks. There is a bar. I think it's called the Red Garter Saloon. Me and Breffney meant to go there when we were there, but we never actually got around to it. We were too tired. There's no gym and there's no concierge rooms. It's basically your value resort. It's, it's not a your, bad shout. No, it's like if if you are planning to go to Disney and you're planning to hit the parks hard, you have a short amount of time and you want to get the most event done, your room is literally just somewhere to shower and sleep. Yeah. These hotels are perfectly fine for that. Yeah. Now, the beds aren't as high quality no. as the Newport Bay and Sequoia Lodge. No, but particularly the rooms in Cheyenne have been done up within the last couple of years and the theming in them is real cute. Theming in them is extremely cute. It is very Toy Story-esque. Yeah. There's like um, cowboy boot lamps mm-hmm. and Jesse and Woody and stuff are all on the walls. It's very adorable. Yeah. There's little bedspreads that are all cowboy themed. It's very, very nice. Yeah. The bathrooms are pretty standard. There is a bath and a shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't... They're not anything special. It is no. really like your basic. Um... With the bathrooms in the Valley Resorts, in when you're in the when you're in Sky Lodge in Newport Bay, you have your sink area, and then you have your shower and your toilet. So it means if you want to brush your teeth, you don't have to wait for someone to come out of the loo. Come out of the loo. In the Valley Resorts, it's all in one. Yeah, it's all in one. There is less options then for people getting ready and stuff. Yeah. And the, I find the rooms are slightly smaller. Yeah, which is a value resort. But it's a value resort, that's exactly what you can expect. 
But if you were a family of four that wanted to go to Disney on a weekend, 1,391 euro, I don't think is that bad. No, Cheyenne is not a bad shout. No. Especially if you can try and request a specific block. So when, so keeping, this is just keeping in mind when Hotel New York will be open again and that mm. walkway will be free. If you request the Goldsmith building, the Goldsmith building is the furthest it's towards the, the park. Yeah, it's the closest to the park walking. All of these resorts, if you are not able to walk or if you don't want to walk, they all have regular shuttle buses to and from the park and to and from the village. You don't have to walk back. We personally prefer to walk because by the time you wait for a bus, get wedged onto a bus. And more often than not, a lot of the times when we've been given rooms, they've been far away from the bus stops. I We just prefer to walk because we like having a, po- a look around the Disney village anyways. Um, we usually end up in Earl of Sandwich regardless, so it just makes sense to walk from that stage. I actually completely forgot about all the buses because we just never use them. Yeah, but there, um, are, there are shuttle buses to and from each of the hotels, except the Disneyland Hotel, for obvious reasons. Yeah, because... There's literally nowhere to get the bus from and to. So, yeah. So, you can get a bus to the Hotel Cheyenne. The bus stop is out the outside front. the reception, yeah. Yeah, outside the reception. As, but, yeah. I really don't think Hotel Cheyenne's a bad shape. Nope. Uh, the rooms have been recently redone. There's loads of room as well. So, if you've got children, there's loads of room outside for them to run around. Oh, 100%. So, if, you come right, if you've come in for the afternoon or something, and, I don't know, if you have a baby that needs a nap or whatever... You could easily send an adult outside with the children and they could just run around in circles for ages. There's so much space. Do you know what I've just realised? What? We've never eaten in any of the restaurants in any of the hotels we've stayed in. No, we never, we never eat. <laughs> we never, so we never eat in the hotels. Do you know why? Because they're so expensive. They are very expensive. They're so expensive for the same guff. It's usually about 35 euro for an adult for the buffets. And I just, I just can't bring myself to come all the way back to the hotel to eat dinner, to go all the way back to the park. No. Unless we were having a really early night. Well, when we go in October, depending on what the lads want, one of the evenings we might eat in the hotel and then go to the bar, depending on how chill we want to be. I think that's the thing. I think we've never had a chill Disneyland trip yeah. that we've always been like, oh, that's a waste of time. I still think I just prefer a sandwich. Yeah, it is a lot cheaper. Yeah. But it also depends how hungry you are. True. Because we, we tend to go pretty ham on breakfast and lunch. And snacks. Yeah, and snacks. So usually by dinner, we don't need a full dinner anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Hotel Cheyenne. And then our... Oh, sorry. What rating see. would you give Hotel Cheyenne, Kate? Uh, seven. Eight. Seven. I'm going to go with a seven, pretty for the fact that because of how far away it is. Because when I'm when I went at Christmas, yeah. that walk killed me every day. I would give it a solid six and a half. I'm going to knock off an extra half a point, which I have a feeling you're going to join me with as soon as I say it. There's a weird smell. Yeah, I don't know if that was just the building we stayed in, because in all it fairness... It smelled like brasso. brasso that had been left out. Yeah, it did have a weird smell. Also, the stairs were really creaky. It felt like they were going to break through. Yeah. So, I'm going to give it a six and a half. I'll give it a seven. I'll stick with my seven. Okay. I think the last one's you. No, I did Cheyenne. Did you? I did the white ones. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, you did do Hotel Shan. I did. Sorry. And finally, we have Hotel Santa Fe. Yep. I, this is an interesting one. I, hotel Santa Fe was the first hotel I ever stayed in when I went to Disneyland. Same. <laughs> um, I stayed in Santa Fe before it had it before it had its refurb to cars. So I stayed okay. in it when it was just... Route 66. Yeah, whatever it was supposed to be. So the theme of, car, of Santa Fe now at the moment is cars slash Route 66. 
I have not stayed there while it's been at this theme, but we have encountered it as we've been on the Magical Shuttle. The theme of it, the theming from the outside is pretty sweet. You've got a massive big poster of Lightning McQueen and Sally that's like, welcome to Radiator Springs, which if I was a kid, I would go nuts for. I'd be like, ah, we're here. In the main, like, in the main area, that's kind of it for your cars theming, though. Like, the inside is still just that kind of, like, Americana Route 66 Oh, is it? Vibe. Oh, do you not like, have anything cars in there's there? There's nothing. From what I can recall, and I've stayed there twice while it's been cars themed, not a scrap of cars in the inside. Oh. In the rooms there are, and on the buildings there's little cars up on the ledges in the buildings, but in the actual main building, nothing cars. Oh. It's all still Americana. Well, that's why it's cars after Route 66. Yeah. But if you were a kid, I still think you'd pretty, you'd like it. I think you'd yeah. like it a lot. Um, also, just before I go into it, Hotel Santa Fe also has a running petrol station outside of it. Yes. So if you've driven, you can fill up your car there. I also think it's funny that it's at the Cars Hotel. Yeah. It's also good for when I first stayed there, um, we ran up and got snacks. I also just one one tiny theming thing. I wish it was a Dynaco. Yeah, but it's not a Disney. Th- it's not a Disney owned. I know. No, I know. Station. I know. I know. Okay. I'm fully aware. But it's it's a Texaco. But I just I wish they could just have some kind of deal where it was a Dynaco because that would be amazing. Do you think that would be great? I don't think I care enough about cars, but I can appreciate why you would. But Dynaco's in all pieces anyway. So, Hotel Santa Fe is Cars and Room 66 themed. For two adults, midweek is €1,082. For two adults and two kids over a weekend is €1,592, which is more expensive than Cheyenne for that particular week. Yeah. Weird. And Um, more expensive than than Sequoia Lodge. None of this makes any sense. I don't know why. Anyways. I definitely didn't do that wrong. Um, Booking.com rates it as an 8, which is a very good, which is also what the Disneyland Hotel got. Mm. I don't think booking.com is a standard no. unit of measurement. No, but it's just, I know a lot of people when they're booking stuff. Go to booking.com. And just as an FYI, the only reason that I, we haven't had TripAdvisor down here is because every single one of them have a 4.0 on TripAdvisor. And I felt it was a bit redundant to write out 4.0 five times. For all of them? Honestly, That's they all have sense. the same rating. Anyway. Uh, so the walking time to the park is about 23 minutes. It is the furthest from yeah. the park. If you were staying here as a family, I probably would recommend. I'd at least, I I wouldn't, I don't feel like you necessarily need to get the bus both ways, but I'd at no. least get it one way, just I to would save rec- your feet. Yeah, I would recommend walking to the park and then getting the bus back. Yeah. That's just my recommendation. There is no pool. The food option, again, is a buffet-style dinner. There is no bar. There is no, no gym. It does, it does say that it has a bar, but I remember trying to find out when me and Brechney stayed here if it did have a bar. And it does not. It basically, within the buffet restaurant, there's a slightly walled area with an table. And that's the bar. It doesn't have a separate bar. Whereas Hotel Cheyenne does. It's an area of the buffet restaurant where you can buy drinks. That's interesting. You can't bring the drinks back to your room or anything like that. So you have to all drink them at an table. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I would class this as an, an Irish person. <laughs> I would class this as having no bar. No, so would I. There is no bar, there is no gym, and there are no concierge rooms. No. Would Just as a, I suppose, a reference, I don't have... Me and Brechny, when we stayed, we stayed in building 14, and that was really close to the pathway to the park, so if you can rest, if you can request a room back near there, back near the left, back left-hand corner of the resort, stay there. It's closer if you want to walk. 
it is a bit of a faff if you want to go to reception or if you want to go to the Starbucks, it does have a Starbucks, or anything like that, it is a bit of a faff, but for walking to and from the park, building 14 was pretty great. Also, the Santa Fe looks really pretty at night. It does. I, I will give it that. It does look. It does look very pretty at night. Like when I was when I would walk back to the Cheyenne, I'd look at Santa Fe and go, "That's cute." Yeah. Um. It does look completely different from the back than it does from the front. Mm. Just to let you know, it is more aesthetically pleasing from the back. Yeah. It does back up onto the little lake river thing mm-hmm. with the little bridges, which kids seem to love. Yeah. So that's really handy. Um. I can't comment on the cast members in Santa Fe because I don't remember them. Any of them that I encountered. Particularly on the last trip, any of them I encountered were lovely. The check-in cast were lovely. Cast in the shop, Starbucks, all lovely. The luggage guys were great. Same in, and just to jump back, because I just realised we never mentioned it in Hotel Cheyenne. I've just realised I didn't encounter a single cast member in Cheyenne. When you checked in? I didn't check in with you. Oh, yeah. And we didn't check out. <laughs> and I left my stuff in the luggage hold. Oh, yeah. When I checked in in Hotel Cheyenne, it was... That's so funny. It was really nice. They were really, really nice. Yeah, that's because you don't have to go through reception or anything. We just went back to the room. Yeah. Because Hotel Cheyenne is... There's a reception building, and then there's loads of different buildings mm. where, all the hotel, where all the rooms are. So once you've been to reception once to check in, you don't have to go to reception ever again until you're leaving. Unlike Newport Bay and Square Lodge, where everything's all in the one building. Because it's one big hotel. Yeah. Um... The customers in Cheyenne were really funny. They were really nice. Um, there is a lot more guff you have to sign out in Hotel Cheyenne, and I presume in Santa Fe. They yeah. give you a lot more things yes. to fill out. I can only presume that's because you're either further away or because you're not in the building. Um, it must be, because even like when me and Brefney stayed in Santa Fe, Kate booked it for us when she was still a cast member. So it's not even like it was just because we booked it regularly or anything like that. All of the inf- now, I don't know whether if you book directly through Disney Paris, if they take most of that information before you get there. No, I don't because know. when I booked in, when I checked into Cheyenne, yeah. everybody around me was getting those pieces of paper. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a cast member thing, for sure. Okay. But, yeah, so just be aware with Santa Fe and Cheyenne, if you are booking in as a, if you are checking in as a family, I'd suggest one person goes up and does everybody. Yeah. Don't haul your whole family through the queue. Because, now when I went there was no queue, we were the only people there, but it's pretty standard, they will fill, just fill out the form, they want to know like your nationality, your names, they want a direct phone number, and that's, I think they want your address as well. Yeah. What rating would you give Santa Fe? I've been staying there a long time, but I would give it a solid five. I'd give it about a five as well, it's not my favourite, I prefer, the theming within the rooms in Santa Fe is cute, like there's light. Like the light, the mirror is in the shape of a traffic cone and there's lamps that are, look like a traffic cone and the bedspread is very cars themed and stuff like that. It's not, it's not my favourite. I don't really like the layout of it. It's, yeah, I just, I'm not a big fan of Santa Fe. It's perfectly fine, but I would rather stay in Cheyenne or I'd rather, in this case, be cheaper than both of these prices and stay in Square Lodge. If Santa Fe gets the job done, yeah. I think. If at certain times of the year, Hotel Santa Fe is definitely the cheapest option. Yeah. For some reason, this week seems to be a bit weird. I it presume just, it, there was rooms booked out or something. Yeah. But it is definitely the it is overall definitely the cheapest option. Mm-hmm. And it, if you're looking to do Disney as cheap as possible, and you don't really care about where you're staying, Santa Fe is a good shout. But 
on average, Cheyenne is maybe a hundred quid more expensive, if even. Yeah, and then would... another three to four hundred extra for Sky Lodge yeah. on top of that. If you can push it, if it means an extra two week savings, we'd highly recommend it. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. That's all the hotels. What way would you rank them? I would go from worst to best. We'll, start, gonna, we'll end on a high. We're going to not include the Disneyland Hotel because neither of us stay, stay there. there. From worst to best, I would go Newport Bay. Which is really... It makes me really sad to say that. Mm. Like, it does. But I definitely... Like, from experience, Newport Bay, Santa Fe, Cheyenne, Sofia Lodge. I'm the exact same. That was price. I just think it's because we both had such similar experiences because a lot of mm. our trips have been with each other. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> um, but by all means, Sequoia Lodge is definitely our favourite. When we go on our trip in October, we will definitely report back. And we'll get the review off the other guys as well because... I mean, Breffney has stayed in Santa Fe, so it'll be interesting to see what he thinks of Sequoia Lodge versus Santa Fe. But there's three people that we're bringing that have never stayed in a Disneyland, a Disney hotel, or at least not in, in any Paris. recent years that they've yeah. thought of. So it'll be interesting to get their take on it as well. See what they think, if they even care. Like, obviously, <laughs> we're... If they even care. Well, it's true. Like, if no, they I even don't. care, because our... Obviously, our opinions are extremely detailed, because we're nuts. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see... So we're also going with our friends Nathan Kiva and then my boyfriend Ed, who aren't... Which I'm intrigued to see Ed's take on it, because Ed works with hotels a lot. In, like, advertising and yeah. stuff? Yeah, he'd be, like, on that sort of side. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see, like, if he gives if he cares at all. Mm. Or, like, if Nathan Kiva have any opinions, because they won't have been... I feel like Nathan Kiva will be extremely interesting, because they won't have been properly influenced, because yeah, true. they have themselves. True. Like... I influence Ed and you influence Breffney mm. a lot because they just get nagged by us. But Nathan and Kiva have their own little yeah. separate bubble that they haven't been protruded with. Yeah. So I'm extremely excited to see what they think and we will let you guys know. So that's a kind of an overview of the Disneyland hotels as they stand now. Hotel New York is under a massive renovation and a re-theme at the minute. Turn it into the art of Marvel, so... I would really like to stay there whenever that's open again. When that opens, I have a strong feeling that that might surpass Sequoia Lodge in my favourite. Yeah. Because I'm going to assume, all assumption and all speculation, that the guest service in that hotel is going to be exponential. Because it's going to be brand new. And they're going to all, and my guess is someone's going to, they're going to have new training. Because it's going to be differently themed. There's going to have been so much work put into it that I just think they're going to try and push it hard. Yeah. And it is the closest walk. I'm really intrigued to see what the prices are going to be like when it reopens. Yes. I'm excited to see if they do, do you know, they usually do cheap opening weeks. It's like the opening weeks yeah. are usually the cheapest. So I'm excited to see if there is some of those and if they are, we're definitely going. Yeah. So yeah, that's all the Disneyland hotels. There are a wealth of hotels that aren't Disney owned hotels that are around Disneyland Paris. We've never stayed in them. I personally would always rather stay on site. That's just a personal preference. I'd rather save that bit longer and pay that bit more to stay on site with Disney because all of the Disney hotels are walking distance. And honestly, after a long day in the park, that means more to me than saving a couple a couple hundred euro on the hotel. Yeah, so all the partner hotels are on site, which I actually never realised. They are actually on Disney property, basically, because yeah. the mag- magical shuttle does visit them. Yeah. Um, they are, some of them are really nicely themed and they do look super cute. 
But from looking at people's vlogs, they are just basic hotel rooms. There's nothing yeah. overly special about them. Yeah. I do think the partner hotels do include breakfast, though, Okay. in your price. So if you are still really on a budget, that may be something that you want to look into. And you can also get a shuttle bus from the bus depot in Disneyland Paris out to the partner hotels in the evening. The only thing to bear in mind with the partner hotels, you do not get extra magic time included in your ticket. However, if you stay in any of the Disneyland hotels, you get let into the parks for extra magic time, let into both parks before the park opens so that you get kind of first preference of rides and meeting characters and stuff like that, which I we would always advise to take advantage of. Yes, so I would highly recommend weighing out your options if you are on a budget between Santa Fe and a partner hotel, but keep in mind all of the extra benefits you get in staying on an on-site Disney hotel. Yeah. Also, just for full clarification, we haven't touched Davy Crockett because we don't know anything about it and neither of us can drive, so we're never going to stay there. Yep. <laughs> and we didn't realise, but when we came in on the Magical Shuttle on our most recent trip... You'd have to drive so far away to get to Davy Crockett. Yeah. Because we were on the shuttle and it was like it, the it, the road split into a Y and to the right was all of the Disney hotels, including the partner hotels, and to the left was Davy Crockett's ranch. <laughs> because why would you stay there? <laughs> yeah. Davy Crockett's ranch, for anyone doesn't know, is you don't get extra magic time. You There's no buses to and from it. There's no buses to and from it. You must own a car to stay there because you have to drive to and from it. Yeah. And you must park then in Disneyland and park in Disneyland and then walk in that way. And let me tell you, it was the first time I'd ever really noticed the car park in Disneyland and it's mental looking. It's huge. <laughs> Which I presume, like, obviously it has to be. Yeah. But, um, yeah, don't think you'd ever want to stay in David Crockett. It is a cabin. It's not a hotel. But, you know, if that's what you're into, look into it. We won't be reviewing it. Sorry. Yeah. If any of you guys have stayed at any of the partner hotels and I mean if we have enough people that have stayed in them we can by all means kind of get little snippet reviews and pop them in but there's tons of vloggers that have stayed in the various hotels around it I know a really popular one is the Kyriad and there's the Explorers the Castle the Castle one again personally I would just rather stay in a Disney hotel that's just personal preference it does completely come down to the type of hotel you want and what is most important to you whether it's price or whether it's saving your poor feet and mine it's saving my poor feet yeah or if you don't have the choice true if you just have to do it on a budget and that's the only way you're going to get to Disney just you do you yeah you do you but make sure that you give it some good thought and make sure you look at different times of the year for your hotels and just make sure you're really having a good look at it don't just go ooh this is the cheapest one this time I'm going to book it yeah have a good look but yeah, let us know what you, if you've stayed in any of the Disney hotels, what did you think? Where would you rank them? Even if you've not stayed in them, where do you think you would rank them? Yeah, just from like, just from listening to us or mm. when you read the descriptions on the Disneyland Hotel or little reviews, where would you guys prefer to stay? And if any of you have stayed in any of them, please do send us messages and we might be able to get little voice notes from you that we can talk Pop about. Pop in as little, little snippets. Yeah. So next week, as we said, we will go into more planning around Disney. So like best times of the year, money saving tips, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we'll do kind of a whole series about what to book and when to book. We're going to do a specific episode around things not to miss at Halloween and another one about things not to miss at Christmas. So both me and Kate at least get equal opportunities to gush about the seasons we love but yeah be sure to check us out on Instagram at Mickey Waffles Pod and be sure to check out the giveaway that we have running it's open until May 25th 
Yep, and every all the information about entering that competition is on the Instagram. But please make sure that you do need to comment as well. Please don't just like the post, as that will not confirm your entry. Exactly. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your week. Good morning. Good morning.